you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Are you ready for the preaching of the word of the Lord tonight? He needs needs no introduction. I'm honored tonight to have Brother Heron with us. He has traveled all day. He just got in late this evening. His family... Uh, has all been sick, everybody's been sick, and uh, he has struggled to get here. The devil has fought, but he is defeated in Jesus' name. We're glad to have you here. Come, open your heart, the Word of God. Make evangelist Josh Herring feel very welcome. Come on, lift up your voice and make him feel welcome in the house. Let's clap our hands to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Aren't you glad you serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Hallelujah. Come on, let hell hear you. Put your voice with it now. Lift up the voice and magnify the name. That's above every other name. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a difference from from the other location. This feels like a whole different church. A bunch of new faces, and and I love the atmosphere, and love your pastor. If you love your pastor, would you clap your hands and get loud? Amen. Amen. And... We love the whole Jordan family, love their boys, and, and uh, just so proud of the men they've become and, and thankful to be back. Uh, I'm glad I got to see this day before the Lord pulled me off the evangelistic field. I'm glad I got to see this building, and it's beautiful, and you are so blessed by the Lord to have what you have. Amen. Praise God. Give honor to the Jordans. Give honor to my buddy Riley Martin who's here tonight. And a bunch of preachers in the house. And, and I wouldn't normally preach this, but the Holy Ghost has been kind of talking to me during church. So I don't question, I just obey. Second Timothy chapter 1. And, uh, don't worry, I'm not contagious. Some of you are worried that I was, my family got sick all last week. I, I feel good. But uh, it was a, we had a big conference in California, and then all three kids got sick on the way there. Then on the way home, it was a lovely time, and and uh, we have survived. We haven't slept in six nights, but besides that, we were doing good. Praise God. The little baby just decides she thinks it's her turn to rule the world at nighttime in the last six days. So we're praying for her deliverance. Second Timothy 1, or the Holy Ghost, something. I've never seen a 10-month-old get it, but I'm praying. <laughs> Desperate measures, huh? Second Timothy 1, verse 6 and 7. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. I want to talk to you tonight on the faces of fear. The faces of fear. 
Thank you, Jesus, for what you did here Sunday. I heard what great reports. Thank you for what you've done tonight in this service. I bind the enemy right now from this point forward. I thank you for miracles that are about to be unleashed in this building tonight and the rest of this week, physical, emotional, financial, marital, whatever the situations are. We have no limits this week in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have your way tonight. Do whatever you want to do. If someone needs a miracle, would you act like it now? And would you worship the Lord like it's you and him only in the building? He's so good. I love you, Jesus. You may be seated. I don't know if I've ever had a better sound system in 17 years of evangelizing. Sounds good up here, man. Wow. Uh, I wish I could sing. <laughs> It'd be amazing, but I can't. I had a preacher, a pastor, asked me recently, how come I can pick up on certain spirits that attack my church and my family and people and I can't pick up on other spirits that attack. Some spirits are bolder and some spirits are more deceptive. Not everyone understands the spirit world. And spirits are not behind every bush and every tree and every building. But if you are a child of God, make no mistake about it, hell knows your name and hell knows who you are. And hell can't stand you because you represent the other kingdom and you have power against the things that they are doing in this world. And so, obviously, hell will attack the people of God that are making a difference for God more than they will people that just sit on the sideline and never do anything for the kingdom of God. But there are certain spirits that come into churches and come into people's lives. I've mentioned them here before when I've talked to you. That there are certain spirits that are easier to, to pick up on. They're very bold. They're very in your face. They want to be known. And those type of spirits stand out when you have a strong personality, when you have a strong anointing. Rebellion is a strong, in-your-face, bold spirit. Every parent with a teenager knows about the spirit of rebellion because it's very bold. It comes in defiance. Homosexuality is a bold spirit, a defiant, in-your-face spirit. Adultery is a bold spirit. It tries to hide, but it never can hide very long. It has to manifest eventually, and the people get caught because it's a spirit that is bold and and aggressive and out of control. And, and then there are other spirits that are connected to these spirits that are not so bold. Lying is, is a deceptive spirit. Pride is a deceptive spirit. You can think you've so you can think you've conquered everything, and pride can lie in your heart for year after year after year, and you never even know it's there until someone brings up the wrong subject and says the wrong thing and pushes the wrong button, and then pride comes comes up and raises its head and you had no idea that you had pride in your heart because it's a spirit that works through deception. Why are you talking like this? Because spirits can come in bold ways and deceptive ways. And the Bible said fear is a spirit. The Bible said God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. What does that have to do with bold and deceptive? Fear is so strong, but yet fear can be deceptive. It's the only spirit that I have encountered that I know works in different ways. Sometimes it's in your face, and it's bold and it's defiant, and other times it's deceptive working behind the scenes. I told that pastor when he asked me that question, I said, the reason why you pick up on the strong spirits and not the deceptive ones is because the strong ones are the decoys trying to get your attention while the deceptive ones are trying to destroy your church. Because people can shout in here and go crazy and live like the devil out there and talk bad about the preacher all the time. And that's why the clap doesn't confuse the man of God. Because some people have spirits in their life that they have no idea are working in their life. Fear is one of those spirits. It's very strong, but yet it's very deceptive. And it has different faces. And I want to take you into what the Lord has taken me into. Here we go. The first face of fear that you will encounter in your walk with God is the face of taunting fear. 
It's a bold one. It's the face of Goliath. The first thing you know about Goliath or the taunting spirit of fear is he never asked for two men to fight him or three men to fight him. He said, send me somebody alone because that's the first thing fear wants to do is isolate the child of God. Fear usually works best when you are by yourself. It's hard for fear to take you out when you're surrounded by people that walk in faith and say, God's going to bring you through this. But when you're by yourself, shut up, and no one's around to encourage you. That's when Goliath shows up and says, you'll never win this battle. You'll never conquer this mountain. You'll never get out of debt. You'll never be healed. You'll never see your child pray through. You'll never have a miracle in your family, and it isolates you. One attribute about the spirit of fear, that the taunting spirit of fear, is usually taunting fear gets in your house through another family member. When David showed up to the battlefield, his big, bad, tough brothers who were stronger and mightier than him were living in fear of Goliath, and they said, because we are afraid, you need to be afraid. People that live in fear always want other people to live in fear. There are people I can call and tell them what the Lord has done in a service, people being healed, being filled with the Holy Ghost, and they will rejoice with me. And there are other people, if I call and tell them the same statement, they'll say, now be careful. Devil might get mad at you. You know why? Because they are a prisoner to the spirit of fear. Therefore, they release fear in their normal conversation. They couldn't dare expect God to do anything for them because they're under arrest in the house of God. And when the tough brother said, we're afraid and we're stronger than you, so you need to be afraid, fear comes in. So David goes to a higher authority and says, I can fight the giant. And Saul, the king, said, you can't fight him. You're just a kid. Now he's got elders living in fear. He's got family in fear. He's got leadership in fear. And he's sitting there saying, can God do anything through anyone when everyone around them is sitting down bound by the spirit of fear? I don't fear anything except but you are lying through your teeth. You fear to give. Whether it's financial fear or fear in your body, well, this could be something. I'm not going to go to the doctor. It could be something. It's fear that tries to find its way into your brain, into your spirit. Why? Because the number one tactic in 2019 that the enemy is using is fear. Because fear is a faith killer. And when you have no faith, it doesn't matter what God could do for you. Nothing will happen because you have let faith walk away. But when you make up your mind that no matter what is facing me and what is talking to me, I am going to believe that God will make a way out of no way. And God will get the last word. And God will provide something will shift in your spirit. Oh, David said, I killed a bear and I killed a lion. I'm going to kill him. And Goliath made one crucial mistake. That mistake was he saw David's staff and thought, he's coming to fight me with a stick. And if David would have tried to fight Goliath who had a spear and a sword and a dude carrying a shield with a stick, he would have died. But David had a bag of rocks that Goliath couldn't see. That's why the enemy can't stand some of you. He looks at you and says, there's no way you should be able to have victory in the life that you're living after all the stuff you've been through. But he can't see what's hidden on the inside. And greater is he that is in you. 
Oh, you may not look like much, but you're powerful. Your neighbor may have no idea what you can do, but if you've got the Holy Ghost, you are dangerous. You are anointed, and you've got authority with God. And David did something most people are afraid to do. And this is how you conquer taunting fear. David talked back to it. You can't defeat fear with your own thinking. Because hell loves it when you try to make the battlefield your mind and outthink the enemy and hope that somehow you get victory by thinking your way into that. It's never going to happen that way. God gave you a mouth for a reason. Devils do not fear your brain, but they fear when you open your mouth and say, I've got dominion over everything that you're saying right now. It's not a lion's den anymore, sweetheart. This is Daniel's den now. I've got dominion over what's trying to come against me. Oh. We've got to learn to talk. Here's the problem. We've got faith in here, and we're quiet out there. We've got faith in here when everyone's playing the awesome music, and we're jumping up and down. We feel God. But when we're by ourselves, witness to that man. Oh, I don't know. I got quiet right there. There's the fear, witnessing. Well, I don't know. David said, I know one key to beating taunting fear. Taunt it back. Goliath said, I'm going to feed you to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. And David said, you made one mistake, bro. I'm not here by myself. I know you think I'm here alone. That's what you wanted. But I'm not here alone. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Host means military. In other words, I am here with an army of angels all around me, and I've got a name that's bigger than anything you can say. Someone needs to tell hell, I'm not by myself in this battle. The Lord is with me. The angels are with me. The name is with me. The word is with me. The blood is with me. The spirit is with me. That's one, that's one face of fear, taunting fear. That's a bold one. The next one, this, this all came during a church service a few months ago in, in West Palm Beach, Florida. Of all places, I was just in a service, and this started coming during church. Second face, he said, is the face of tormenting fear. And it's not a bold one. It's the face of Delilah. The Bible says, fear hath torment. That's what it says. Now, I asked the Lord during church, because this was, I said, you're going to need to hurry this, God, because i got to preach in like eight minutes, so can you please tell me what this means? He said, well, the face of Delilah is something that most people don't understand. See, Delilah's name means feeble, weak. And when hell wanted to bring, bring big bad Samson down, they chose a little chick with a big mouth. Yes, they did. Because they couldn't beat him down. They couldn't chain him down. They couldn't tie him down. So they said, let's hire someone that can talk him down. Oh, I'm going to talk to you. They chose a feeble little vessel that knew how to talk to warriors. You gotta, oh yeah. Sometimes you think you're dealing with something that's not as big. And you, 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 it's almost like the enemy is trying to convince you that this thing talking to you is massive and can control you. But let me tell you, it's not as big as you think it is. It's the voice of Delilah that knows how to torment prayer warriors and preachers and prophets and people that are used by God. That little voice comes in and no one can hear it, it's a whisper. I wish I had somebody real in here right now that would say, I know what you're talking about when no one's around and the whisper of hell gets in my spirit. Before long, just a little thought 
a little thought becomes a little word. A little word becomes an idea. And a little before long, I am sitting in the car bound by the spirit of fear. I'm sitting on the pew bound by the spirit of fear. I'm preaching behind the pulpit bound with a spirit of fear because of a little feeble voice. Isolation was the tactic of taunting fear. Relaxation is the tactic of tormenting fear. She was so evil. Come on, Samson, tell me about your past. Just a matter of time before everyone finds out, Samson. What's the secret? Well, just a matter of time before people realize you're not all that you act like you are. And you start to listen to that. And you start going through memory lane. All the things you've done wrong. All the mistakes you've made. And before long, you're living in fear that people around you might find out something that happened before the blood or after the blood. And now you live silent. And she began to vex him. The word torment means to vex or to use an engine to cast stones at. She would vex him until the Bible said he was at the point of death. How is a warrior who kills people for a living tormented and now suicidal? Because one person is whispering in his ear. But he gets so tormented that he starts relaxing with the tormentor. Oh, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, there are people in this room right now that relax with the tormenting spirits. The Lord says, it's your night. Move forward. Come up here and get delivered. And a whispering voice says, don't you dare move. And you sit there. You know what you're doing? You're relaxing with a demon. Who's not as big as you, strong as you, blessed as you, or as powerful as you, anointed as you, but knows how to talk to you. And when it knows how to talk to you, it doesn't matter what you've seen God do before. If that spirit starts talking, then you start listening to it, even while I'm preaching. There are some of you right now that have tapped me out, zoned me out, because another voice is already in your head. Whispers of Delilah. And before long, Samson is now relaxing with someone sent to assassinate him. And Samson says, here's the secret to my strength. And instead of running to an altar and saying, God, deliver me, he sits and chills. And waits for hell to come in the house. And they arrest him, cut out his eyes. And now for two years, historians say he walked around in a circle, Pastor Jordan, and pushed a millstone around, hundreds of pounds, very heavy, pushed it around, blind, could not see. And for two years, you can't tell me he didn't hear Delilah's voice every single day. Because the last thing that Delilah did when they kicked Samson out and when they arrested him was the Bible said she vexed him and then she began to mock him. And in the Hebrew, it means... She she began to scream at him. You're a failure. You're done. Your, your days are being used or over. You'll never see God use you again. You'll never have God's hand on you again. The favor of God has left and it's never coming back. And there are people in this room that go back in their mind to days when God used to use them and they had some kind of pain or some kind of failure and now they're hostages in the house of God because a voice is telling them God is through. I've come to tell you that is a lie. God is not through with you. That's why you're here right now. God wants to use you again. God wants to anoint you again. Pushed the millstone and then hell made a, a bad move. They thought they'd mock him one more time. And the Bible says they were making sport of him, which means to throw objects at him, which goes back to torment, to throw stones. They were throwing objects at him, and he couldn't see. And then there's this kid that can see. Samson's hair's growing back. 
Samson's got more power than he realizes, but he can't see it. The kid has no power, but he can see. Anytime you get youth vision and elders' authority mixed together, something about to happen. This church will not explode if it's just the youth dancing around up here and if it's just the elders once in a while. We need everybody in the same boat at the same time if there's going to be a shaking. Because the elders have the power and the authority, but the kids have the energy and the vision. And when you mix that together, hell becomes worry. Something supernatural enters the atmosphere when you get unity between generations. I've told you before, that's why Jesus said, give me a donkey and a colt when he entered the city. An elder generation and a younger generation carried him in the city, and the entire city was moved, the Bible said. If you want Frankfurt to be moved by what's going on in this building, it cannot just be the kids, and it cannot be the elders. It needs to be the elders and the kids together in unity, saying, let's go together. We've got revival that this city cannot handle. Somebody praise him right beside your neighbor right now. Praise him. That's your brother. That's your sister. <laughs> and they were mocking him, and he started praying. When you're being tormented, and when you're being taunted, you got to learn how to talk. But when you're being tormented, you need to learn how to pray. And when you can't see your way out, start praying. And when you can't feel your way out, start praying. And when you're feeling things hit you and you don't know where they came from, start praying. And when you don't know why the enemy is screaming at you because you haven't even been doing anything for God anyway, start praying. Because there's something going on in your atmosphere that only prayer will bring the answer to. And Samson said, I'm going to pray one more time. And he killed 3,000 in his death because there was power in his prayer. Sit down. Let's go deeper. I thought we'd blow up here. We're going to find more faces. Third face of fear, face of Jezebel. Jezebel is threatening fear. Jezebel hates people that are powerful, that have positions, that think they can do something for God. If you think you're a nobody, Jezebel will leave you alone. Well, she'll actually won't leave you alone. She'll steal your vineyard, then she'll leave you alone. But if you're powerful, she will fight you. And Elijah could call down fire and the next day be on the run into a desert because one little letter from Jezebel. Side point on the power of fasting. He never fasted till she chased him. Then he went on a 40-day fast and came back and prophesied her death. Fa Fasting takes you from fleeing into speaking with authority against what was chasing you. Fasting gives you authority. It's just no other way around it. You can't get it through through this little this and little that. When you go on fasting, when you start declaring, I'm going to push back the plate and sacrifice, that is what gives you a voice against the spirit of Jezebel. Yep. But what was crazy about Jezebel and what's still crazy about the spirit of Jezebel is it can come in the bold way or the deceptive way. She just straight up tells Elijah, I'm going to kill you. That's the bold way. But the deceptive way is when Jehu comes into town and she paints her face, gets up in the window and says, oh, Jehu, had Zimri peace who slew his master? And she starts trying to 
decode Jehu's anointing and authority and talking him out of his power. And before long, Jehu said, wait a second, who is on my side? Now here's what hell hates right now. Here's how you defeat threatening fear. Which, by the way, let me say this. If it's threatening, there's usually a lying spirit with it. Because hell doesn't threaten what it's been authorized to do. So if it's threatening you, it's been told no by God. And the only way it can actually happen is if you believe the lie and now you sit paralyzed from something God said, no, you can't do that to them. But then it whispers, I'm going to do this to you. And now you sit there and say, well, I can't go to Target. I can't go to Walmart at night because someone might attack me. Because the devil told me if I went to Walmart, someone would attack me in the parking lot. So I'm not going to go out at night. I'm going to leave every light on the house all night long, too, because someone might drive by. What you're doing is you're letting someone that's been lying to you sit there and control you when God already told that spirit no you cannot touch her I'm going to help someone in this room right now. Listen to me, young lady. That devil will try to paralyze you, but greater is he that is in you. Do not leave here in fear. Do not live in fear. Do not walk in fear. You've got power, Shatiah. You've got authority. Here's how you defeat threatening fear. You get help. Who is on my side? Oh, I would never tell someone that I'm afraid. Yeah, it's been, what, 12 years? 14 years? 38 years? How long do you want to be a prisoner? Jehu said, I can't reach you from here, but I got someone on my side that can't. I want you to see something about the spirit of fear, first of all, right now. All three things that God showed me, Goliath was much bigger than David. Delilah was up on the rooftop when Samson killed him. And Jezebel's up in the window. Fear likes to look down on people and intimidate you. Intimidation is the tactic of fear when it's threatening you. Just like isolation was with Goliath and relaxation with Delilah. But when hell starts to threaten you, they intimidate you. And Jehu said, who is on my side? Throw her down. Oh, demons hate it when you look at someone and say, I'm being attacked. I've been tormented. I've been threatened by hell. Would you pray for me right now? Because what they do not want is you saying, I've got people with me in this fight. Because the words that were two or three agree, touching anything. And if two or three gather together in my name, then I am there in the midst of them. They threw her down. And just like Elijah prophesied, the dogs ate her. Fourth face of fear. I'm hurrying because I'm going somewhere now. Fourth face of fear. The face of death. Terrifying fear. Well, what do you mean? Well, the Lord said in his word in Hebrews that, that there is a fear unto death. Have you ever heard the term scared to? Why? Because the ultimate fear is. And so. People in this room full of the Holy Ghost will at random times hear voices say, you're going to die in a car wreck today. You're going to die of cancer. This is going to happen. And death whispers. The only problem with that is the Bible said that the Lord destroyed the one that had power over death. In fact, it says he has the keys to death, hell, and the grave also. Ready? The devil cannot kill you when you're a child of God. I oh, see some of you are doing, well, I'm hitting it now because I got about 300 watchers. We, here's where we're from. We think, yes, he can. The problem is the word said God's destroyed him.
if I die tonight in a car wreck, the devil did not kill me. God took me. You don't want to get with that, don't you? You know why? Because you're fearing that. Financial death, marriage death, the death of your faith. When hell comes at you and tells you it has power to end everything that you're living for. Ask that lady standing back there in the back of hell. Heck, it has power to kill. They can't kill you. When you start praying, there's a greater power. If you die tonight, the devil did not kill you. God took you out because he has power over death. Brother Cunningham said this the other day. He said he, was, he turned 60, and he called. He was feeling discouraged, and he called Vesta Mangan, who's like 91, and he said, man, I've only got like 10 or 12 years left. I'm already 60 years old. And Vesta Mangan said these words, until God is through with you, you are invincible. Some of you are so scared to get with me right now because you're afraid of the enemy. I'm going to come down here. Listen to me. Until God is through with you, you need to believe that God has a plan for you and God can use you. But if you don't believe it, then why live? Why breathe? Why go to church? Why even act like it's okay? If you're afraid that the enemy can do whatever they want to, then why act like you've got the Holy Ghost? Because if you've got the real Holy Ghost, you know that no weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. And the Lord is with me. Whom shall I fear? So, so I, the Lord told me all that during church. <laughs> I wrote it all. I didn't even write it all down. I just wrote four faces. Got up, preached it, and at the end, brought everyone forward for deliverance from fear. And right when I prayed the prayer of faith, the Lord spoke to me and said, Stop. There's one more face. Everything's set up. And I turned and said, I'd like to know now, please. He said, it's not a fear that can torment you. It's a fear that torments hell. It's called trembling fear. Thou believest there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and here we go. Here we go. If you want fear to leave your house, you must start opening your mouth and declaring things like this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Oh, I wish I had more than half of you. Someone needs to tell the enemy, Jesus Christ is the only true God, period. You can threaten me, you can torment me, you can accuse me, but I'm here to tell you that there's still only one God. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He that has seen me has seen the Father. I am come in my Father's name. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all, through all. Somebody shout out his name. myself I am nothing but I have access to the one and only twice God he has all power he has all authority he has all dominion and hell knows his name stand up stand to your feet
you ought to try it. Wherever the fear attacks you, if it's in the bedroom, in the car, at the office, wherever, start saying stuff like, there's only one God. His name is Jesus. There's only one God. His name is Jesus. There's only one God. His name is Jesus. There's only one God. You may feel nothing, but you torment every tormentor that was sent to you. You make the demons tremble. Every spirit in this city is shaking right now because we are declaring the oneness of God to be real and to be active. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He's only, he's only the one that saved you, that healed you, that delivered you, that protected you, that provided for you, that loves you. You know he can do anything. I'm going to say this. I don't, know if I'd, I don't know if I'd tell this if my wife was here. I probably wouldn't because I'd be in trouble. That's real fear. <laughs> you tough guys acting all hard, whatever. Okay. Bring it. Um, so, Janae, we've been married almost 11 years. And she would have these horrible fears. I mean, couldn't go to the store by herself. Crazy stuff. 11 years. Bad. So, Pastor Jordan... When God gave me that message, September 2nd, I think it was, on a Sunday morning, I came back home and I said, babe, I'm going to pray till I find the face of the spirit of fear in this house that's coming at you. Okay. So I prayed, prayed, prayed. Finally felt so strong that it was this Delilah, this feeble. And so I just went after it. I'm just being real, transparent, but I can be real with you. You guys know me. I hope I, hope I can be real with you here. And so I, I prayed, I cornered it, I called it out, and I walked up to Janae and I said, listen to me. Here's what this spirit does. Here's where it's active. Here's what's talking to you. I command it to leave you right now in Jesus' name. And we're, we worship God in the garage. 30 minutes later, she went to Hobby Lobby. She's in Hobby Lobby. My phone rings. Hello, Josh? I said, yeah, I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. You might want to try somebody else on that. She said, well, you know how you prayed for me? I said, yeah. You said, you know how bad the fear has been for all these years? I said, yeah. She said, I was looking at some of the decorations in the aisle, and two older ladies walked behind me and bumped into me. And when they bumped into me, one started digging through my purse while the other one blocked my hand. I said, what? I have no idea where she's going with this. I'm like, what? Are you all right? Yeah. I said, what did you do? She said, I just yelled at them. Hey, that's not yours. Leave it alone. She said, that's not why I'm calling you. I said, why are you calling me? She said, I grabbed my purse, lifted my head, and there was nobody there. And I went through the entire store, and there was nobody there. I said, what ethnicity were they? My wife's Spanish. She said they were Spanish. They were old, and they were feeble. Ready? When demons are about to leave, they act out. Watch. I'm going to help you with something right here. When a demon that's attacking you is about to leave, it acts out. When the spirit of fear is about to leave, ready? It stares. Feel like something's watching you. And most people panic and get afraid. And guess what? The demon does not have to manifest and leave. But when you speak back to it, They couldn't stay there. I told my wife, had you said, please don't hurt me, they would have never disappeared because you would have been speaking out of fear. But when you spoke out of authority, do not touch my stuff, it made the spirit that has been there for years leave. And guess what? It's been gone ever since that day because Joshua.
When fear is about to leave, you must get your mouth open and you must declare, I belong to God. This is my house. Those are my babies. That's my job. That's my car. That's my family. Stop letting hell torment you. That's my body. That's my baby. You will not defeat them. You will not destroy them. I have a word from God that's greater than the spirit of fear. Let's demonstrate. If you're dealing with any kind of fear at all, come stand up here. I don't care if it's emotional, financial. I don't care if it's threatening fear. I don't care if you're, if you're frail or if you're the biggest guy in this room. It doesn't want to leave. So it whispers when no one's around, hoping you'll stay paralyzed. But when you look back at it and you say, I'm not going to fear you, you are trespassing. That's my purse. That's my faith you're trying to steal. That's my worship you've robbed me of the last six weeks. That's my breakthrough in prayer you've been taking away from me in the morning. That's my anointing you're messing with. What do you, who do you think you are? Here's what I feel to do. They may fear nothing about you, but they fear that one name. And when you shout the name, they tremble. And they flee. And the Lord told me tonight, when we shout the name, they will not only flee, but the angels will chase them out of this town and out of this county. And when you start to shout the name, shout it over and over until you get confidence. And when you get confidence, start speaking about the stuff that you've been fearing and saying, you get away from this, you get away from that, you're not taking this, you're not hurting me like you say you are because God is with me. Would you raise your hands and by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I release a spirit of victory over the spirit of fear now in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, Jesus! Shout, Jesus! I release authority in your spirit. I release dominion to speak to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your fear. Speak to your fear. Jesus, 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 hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy might, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, perfect love casteth out all fear. Somebody make hell tremble. Somebody make hell wish they never would have tormented you. Make them regret the day they visited you. Make them regret the day they threatened you. Make them regret the day they tormented you. Young lady, do not be afraid. Young man, do not be afraid. Elder saint of God, do not be afraid. 
You have authority. The Lord is on your side. Whom shall you fear? The Lord is on your side. Whom shall you fear? The Lord is on your side. Whom shall you fear? Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's a get, it's about to get extremely apostolic. I want you to do something specific right now. I want you to grab the hand of the person beside you. I want you to listen to for a second. The person that, the hand that you're holding does not have the same fear you have probably. You would not be afraid of what they're afraid of. You've got dominion over their fear. And perfect love casteth out all fear. And when you mix perfect love and the name of Jesus, when you pray for someone, fear must go. Now lay your hands on them and speak, I do not fear what you've been afraid of. And God is not going to let it happen to you. Do not be afraid one day longer. For the Lord has come to release you from that burden, from that affliction, from that torment, from that worry, from that doubt. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I rebuke every fear, every silent fear in the nighttime. In the name of Jesus, I speak life into your spirit. I speak faith into your body. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, release the gift of faith right now in this atmosphere. Release the gift of faith where there's been fear, where there's been worry, where there's been anxiety, where there's been depression, where there's been torment. Release the gift of faith right now. God's going to make a way. God's going to come through. I said God's going to come through. I said God's going to come through. I said God's going to bring you out of this. God's going to heal you. God's going to rescue you. God's going to protect you. God God's going to save your child. God's going to heal your baby. You have authority over what you've been fearing. I said you have dominion over what you've been afraid of. You don't have to be afraid any longer. Step out of the boat, Peter. Watch yourself walk on the water. Let the Lord do something through you. You're afraid he can't do. He's able to exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. I curse death threats in the name of Jesus. I curse death threats in the name of Jesus. I curse death threats in the name of Jesus. I curse doctor threats and reports of evil in the name of the Lord. I curse fear as you've been going to the doctor's office in the name of Jesus. I speak life into your spirit. I speak faith into you. I speak faith into you.
Come on. Let hell hear you. Let the angels chase them now. Let the angels chase them now. Let the angels chase them now. Let there be a war cry in this house. Let there be a war cry in this atmosphere. Let hell know I'm back on my feet. I'm back on my feet. I'm not afraid. I will not fear. I will not be afraid. I fear the Lord and the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Come on, mighty man of valor. Come on, Gideon. Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding, Gideon? What you afraid of? Come on, Esther. What are you afraid of? You are anointed. You are a vessel of God. You've got power over that campus. You've got power over your school. You've got power over your job. You've got dominion everywhere you go. You will not fear faces. You will not fear images. You will not fear threats. You will not fear voices. You will not fear things whispering in your dreams. For greater is he that is in you. The word is released like a fire tonight. You will not be afraid. You will not be afraid. You will not be afraid. Let angels surround your house right now. Let angels surround your children right now. Let angels surround your marriage right now. Let angels surround your home right now. Jesus, use someone as they're praying for someone right now. Release the gifts of the Spirit right now. Let someone speak with clarity. Let someone operate right now as a vessel of the Lord. Speak in the face of the adversary. Speak life where the enemy's been threatening death. Speak peace where there's been turmoil. Speak joy where there's been discouragement. Speak healing where there's pain. Release it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Start speaking life to it. 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 Someone's going to have a baby. Someone's going to have a baby. Someone's going to have a baby. I speak life into someone's womb right now in this atmosphere. Someone's been told they cannot have a child. That's a, that's a lie from hell. You will have a baby. There shall be a baby. I feel the Holy Ghost talking through me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost talking through me right now. It's going to be a baby. Let there be healing. Let there be healing. Let there be life. Let there be life. Let there be life.
through the Holy Ghost. There's answers in here. Answered prayers are coming. Answered prayers are coming. Answered prayers are coming. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Mighty through God are the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought. The obedience of Christ. I want you to say these words. I want you to say these words. Until God is through with me, I am invincible. Until God is through with me, I am invincible. Until God is through with me, I am invincible. Are you going to suffer? Yeah. Are you going to go through trials? Yeah. But they're not going to win the battle in the end. You're going to have victory every single time because until God is through with you. The darkness is disappearing. And the sun is about to shine. Weeping has endured for a night, but there's a season of joy coming to this church. I'm telling you, I feel, I feel a spirit of mourning in here. Mourning spirit. Mourning. Joy's coming in the morning. Joy's coming in the morning. Joy's coming in the morning. I release joy in this atmosphere right now. You are allowed to shout. You are allowed to dance. You are allowed to laugh. You are allowed to smile. You are allowed to rejoice because joy is coming back to you. Joy. Joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Somebody get your strength back right now. Shataya. Somebody get your strength back. You dance and you get your strength. You shout and you get your strength. You smile and you get your strength because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People at home right now sick that attend this church, sick right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak virtue into your body. The Lord will raise you up tonight and touch your body. I command fevers to go away, flu bugs to disappear, coughing to stop, headaches to disappear, vomiting to stop. In the name of the Lord Jesus, release for angels into homes right now of people that want to be here afflicted by sickness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let it happen tonight. Time to start praying big, speaking big, prophesying big. It's not in your own confidence. It's in the Lord. Speak in the Lord. The Lord's going to do it. If you make sure you'll give him all the credit before, during, and after, he's going to do what you speak. But you've got to start declaring it and saying it's only by him, but he's going to do it. He's going to make the way, and I'm going to praise him all the way through. I'm going to rejoice till he brings the open door to me. I'm going to dance until I step through the favor of the open door. Something's coming to me. Something's coming. I said something's coming. Great 
and effectual doors are coming. Great and effectual doors are approaching. Something's coming. Something's coming. Something's coming. Get ready, mama. The baby's coming. Get ready, mama. The baby's coming. Get ready, mama. The baby's coming. Let revival be birthed in the atmosphere. Let revival be birthed in this Have faith for anything. I was just told, I'm going to give this to your pastor. Boy, this is, this, is, this is amazing. I was just told this yesterday driving up here. We were just at California doing a conference with some other preachers. And on the last night of the conference, there was a couple from South Dakota. I didn't know this until yesterday. No one even really knows this. That was at the conference with a three-year-old daughter with cerebral palsy. Legs are crossed. No feeling in her feet. Feet are deformed. And when the preacher got ready to pray the prayer of faith, the baby was in the nursery. And the Lord told the mom, go get the baby and bring her in this atmosphere. And she thought, well, I'm okay. but And she went out. And on her way out, she prayed for our lady that had a tumor. And the tumor disappeared. And when she went to the nursery, the, the baby was sitting there, and the baby said, Mommy, my leg hurts right here. And the, the mom said the hip had never hurt before. And she picked up the baby and brought her in the back of the sanctuary, right as the preacher said, By the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, be healed. And when he said that, he put the baby down, and the baby's leg straightened up, and feeling came in, and the baby began to walk. And the baby's still walking fine. And that's apostolic, and that's who we are, and that's the kind of things that are going to start happening in this atmosphere. Fear has left this city tonight. Fear has left this city. Now walk in faith. Pray in faith. Speak in faith. Prophesy in faith. Declare in faith. Let the Lord go with you.